here. Do you think that's? Do you think uh, club owners, comedy club owners, really feel this way? I only know one comedy club owner really, really well, and he doesn't feel that way. Everybody kisses this guy's butt. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, it's so funny. Not since Joe Piscopo and Treat Williams have I seen such a acting combo of comedian and Ellen Burstyn. <laughs> She's you ever see Dead Heat? Job right now at the, as an actress. She's yeah. She definitely grounds this movie. Like, she's given a real performance. It's a real person, it feels like. Now, we saw her in My Old Man last year. That's right. Yeah, she pops up in a lot of great stuff. Like, when I see her name, like, I'm watching a movie and she, her name's in there, I'm like, all right, you know, yeah. her TV show. She's because good. she's good. Now, um, Goldie Hawn movie, what was it? Uh, Private Benjamin. That's how the, the country got to know her. Yeah, um, that was a really big film. Yeah. Yeah, it was a memorable, memorable scene. She was a Mrs. Peacock in Clue. Right. Um, so look, uh, Mrs. Shore. I mean, uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Uh, Mrs. Mrs. Farm. Mrs. Farm. Just feel better. Hey, can I get a set Tuesday? Uh, I'm gonna let you go and just think. But if I could do seven minutes instead of five on tomorrow, that'd be great. <laughs> oh, look, he's got the congratulations telegrams. He's got his headshot. Yeah. Yeah. So this is day one of his pilot. He's already gone out there and done some of it, and they didn't like it. They didn't like it. He wasn't good enough. And and the woman is like, an "I told you so." Moment because she suggested the actor. Look, you want an act? You want acting? You hire an actor. So now they're gonna let him go. They have really. He's getting fired right now. Well, they I know this film. They say, Hey, we got an actor waiting in the parking lot. He says he's smoking a Marlboro right now, but just give me the word. I'll give him the eye, he'll come right up. Yeah, there we go. Hey, oh look, my character, I think my character would be great if it had more lines. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hey, listen, we're off the set, you're fired. Yeah, that's right. He goes, We're going in a different direction with your character. He goes, Fine, no problem. He goes, no, you don't understand. He goes, wait a minute, are you firing me? He goes, I didn't say that. He goes, you are firing me. He goes, well, you said it. Ugh, what a passive-aggressive asshole. The, and uh, he leaves the artist entrance. So this is Montreal with the artist entrance? It's is this like pronounced Montreal. UBS television. So it's like C, Canadian. Yeah. They, they moved the C for Canada up and made it a U. Yeah, instead shop. of CBS, it's U. UBS, why not? You could oh, be all right. So oh, yeah. hi, could be hey, girlfriend. And he goes, I blew it. So basically he's gonna have a crybaby I quit comedy. Yeah, no, I, I know. Second, but then he's gonna start driving home. He's gonna go to some honky tonk and do like five minutes. Everyone's gonna love him. And he's going to turn around and come back, and she's going to be happy. It doesn't. It's a very poorly written end. Well, okay, so I think this is kind of so far so good. This guy drives at the beginning of the year. He drives from Cleveland. He goes to Los Angeles. He's on it. He's on it. He's part of the scene. He, everyone now knows him. He's doing time. He's a regular. Uh, he takes, you know, he gentrifies. He gentrifies uh, uh, an act, and then he gets a pilot. Uh, and then they kick him out even the first day of shooting. I think it's fucking this guy, the director, like just being bitter. Oh, he's in the mental ward. 
Yeah, Nutter. Bruce Nutter went crazy, and he's now in the mental ward. And it doesn't make sense. He's going to, like, say to the girlfriend, Mark is going to say to the girlfriend, like, I don't want to end up like Bruce Nutter. How would he look his comic books upside down? He goes, I, I have to admit, upside down now. That's that's my favorite line in this movie. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. So, I'm going to use that line. The thing is, why in the world would he end up like Bruce Nutter? It, it doesn't make sense in the real world. It, it's poorly written. I mean, I'm I, I'm not going to really talk about comedians, but the, you know, this is not kind of something like this could happen. I don't know about this. Is he doing time? Yes, he. Did you stop watching the film because you knew everything up until I'm the trying earthquake? To, I do. No, okay. I, I know. Yeah, no, I'm just trying so to what, move move our show along. Okay, so what is happening now is every day at this time he does like 15 minutes, and people come in. He's He's and so he's saying it's great to be here at the funny farm. And the joke is, you know, he's at the crazy, you know, but like the joke is these guys are acting like, you know, outside crazies. You know what I mean? Like we're a crazy comedy. We're the loony bin. How come everyone's in those uh, uh, smocks, those uh, hospital gowns, but Bruce. Okay. He's got his own. Yeah. So now, now he's essentially going to, Quit. Well, right. it isn't time for him to quit yet, but he's really close. If I may, I have seen this movie. You have already spoiled the movie, but allow me to spoil this movie. He So he fails, right? And now he's completely burnt and bitter, and he's not even going to try again. He doesn't want to go to the club. He doesn't want to talk to the comedians. He doesn't even want to live in the same house as the waitress. And then right. the biggest night of comedy is is New Year's Eve, right? That's right. like everybody in America decides or Canada decides to go out and – and drink and not talk to their spouses because they're watching a show or they just want <laughs> they want to go out and drink or they just want to get out of the house or the, they want to watch stand-up comedy on TV. It's the biggest night of, tell, of yeah. uh, stand-up comedy is New Year's Eve. But he won't go. In fact, he fucking bails on his girlfriend on New Year's Eve yeah. and, and moves out. Which And know, he gets, and Mitzi Shore, I mean, uh, Eileen Calls. Brennan, yeah. Yeah, offers him a great spot on New Year's and he turns it down. Right, which is such a no-no. You, no matter how you're feeling, you always say yes. Yeah, exactly. unless you really, unless you're really gonna fuck it up. You if know, you have COVID, if you're drunk, you if, don't know no, your material. If you're drunk, ooh, they have a Simon. Look at that. That memory game: beep, red, green, yellow. I used to love that. Ah, and, the, and the pay. Wow, what a museum! Yeah, because you, you should always take a set. Because they're never going to offer again if you say no the first time. That's right. They'll never offer it again. They, yeah. You, that's the memory they have. You said no. Yeah. You said no. They got a show to run. Why would you say no? Yeah. I mean, you know it as, a, as running a show. You Sometimes you, someone does a show or there's a spot missing. You need someone ASAP. You don't need bullshit. Right. I don't need 40 questions. I don't need you saying I can't do it, but I'll love another set and then follow up. That's not the reason why I'm calling you in this 11th hour. Right. I need someone. Can you deliver? If you deliver, I'll get you another set. But right. if you don't deliver and then you keep pestering me for a set because the last time <laughs> I asked, it's gone. I, I don't have time because I have 500 people pestering me anyway. Look at Back in the day. I'll it's, never understand comedians. Clay. Right. Look, there's Mr. Shore. I guess he maybe is a kind of Mr. Shore. If he's you don't think they're married? But, oh, she's, she's fucking people, uh, comics, but you know they could be married. In the beginning, the juggler explained that he was the club owner and she was the manager. So. so I think what he does is cowardly. I think it's like it goes against everything you learn in comedy, which is that you will never stop. 
and you can't stop. You know, you have to take any kind of failure, just thick skin, right? You got to let it off your tail. It does. You're, now, yeah, you're right. It doesn't make sense what he's doing. And he's not just making a mistake because he's a young comedian. It's also the author. It's the self-hatred. It's, no, but comics, you know, I mean, I relate to what he's doing. He he's self-sabotaging self everything to the point where he negates himself and everything. He's he achieved the year that he moved out here. You know, it's New Year's Eve. It had the year okay. is about to end, and he bails. Like he doesn't even last a year. He self destructs, and it's wrong. And I, I feel like, you know, someone told me something. Carla said you have to think you're funny, because if you don't think you're funny, then nobody in the room thinks you're funny. Of course. Of so course. even if you're not funny, you still have to think you're funny because that way you don't side with the audience when they turn on you, right? That's and, one of the only things I learned from the Steve Martin uh, masterclass I paid $96 for. Uh -huh. you got to pretend you're killing when you're up there. If you do a joke that doesn't work, move on. Right. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. So he doesn't do that because – and then uh, – I mean that's the thing. So he should, he should show up. Like comics would love to say, oh, what happened to that pilot you were yelling about at the parking lot? How did that turn out? Right, uh, he's going to eat a lot of shit, but you do eat a lot of shit because it's a salt fire ship, and it's things are raw and rocky, and you're vulnerable on stage. And you know, I don't know, I haven't performed, Carl, fucking in a while. Stand up? Well, yeah, you haven't personally performed. I used to produce COVID. Yeah, COVID is exactly right. You know, New Year's Eve shows, I I produced my own because no one was hot booking me, and I said, fuck uh -huh. it, I want to perform. And I would get do shows, and you know, they were fun. There were great shows, and I had some really good comics up there, and I was able to pay them, so it was fun, you know. And we had an audience for it. I had uh, the chance to do New Year's Eve at Scotty's. I even said yes. And uh -huh. then Sandy, my wife, was like, "Excuse me, <laughs> we've right. been together every New Year's for twenty six years, and you're you know, cancel that, you know." So I had Fair to enough. call him. Yeah. So he just broke up with her. Well. He came and said, I'm going home. I've left you a note. And I left goes, you a note. What? Yeah, it's essentially a breakup, even though he's not saying breakup. No, but... it's actually his set list he left by mistake. He took. <laughs> he goes on the honky-tonk and performs his breakup. Right. Uh, he, yeah. he pulls out his set list, and he goes, Dear John. Wait a Dear minute. Dear Young and the Restless. <laughs> yeah. So she's mad. She is mad, and legitimately so. You're a fair-weather comedian. You only come out when it's nice. That's true. That's a, that's a real thing. You know, there's no shame in comedy. You, ha you have to eat shit. You know, it's, it's funny. Mm -hmm. But uh, even if it's on you. Steph so, so goes, you listen, I'm a waitress, and I've seen better. I work here as uh, and the staff, and uh, I've seen better comics than you. Oh no, she's she's the greatest girlfriend. She does not insult him or hurt his feelings at all, except to call him a chicken, you know, which is the honest truth of what's going on. So oh. now begins the long trek down Route 80. Symmetry, because we started off with him driving towards Los Angeles. Right. New Year's Eve, he's done. He doesn't even last a year. So he stops off at a honky tonk. He has a good set and says, All right, I'll go back. I, I it doesn't not strong as an author. And this guy was a hell of a writer, uh, right. this Ron Clark. Well, of course, I this mean, is kind of early in his career. 
Yeah, I, I think this movie has a lot of meat on its bones. I mean, no, there's, it's, it's not. He started in the '60s, and this is 20 years into his career, and he's writing this crap. But he's he's letting demons out. He's he's letting his, the frustrations of the comedy he scene out. He was a comedian. He was a writer. Uh, he was never a comedian. Now he did write for a lot of. Um, okay, let so me, this is honky tonk comedian right now. This is just some local bar. Yeah, some honky tonk. Uh, let's see. Jackie Gleason, Danny Kay, Steve Allen. These are all, you know, Smothered Brothers, Pat Paulson. These are all comedians. Yeah. So I don't think Ron Clark was ever a comedian, just, but he was around him. Right. So he knows, but he probably had friends that got one yeah. instant, you know, he probably seen the instant success and the, the quick burnout. And maybe crashes. he was a stand up and the internet just didn't tell me. Yeah, man, you were great. Hey, I'm a comedian too. Do you know? Is there? How can I? Is there a list? Can I get up? Do you know uh, of any other rooms? I have a hundred million other questions. That only happened to me once. I was in Jersey City. I was at this show, just seeing a friend. Her name's Stacy Kendro. She's from Boston. She's a feature, and um, I just went up to the guy and I said, "Look, I'm a comedian. Uh, seems like everyone's still warm, and you're about to end. Uh, can I?" <laughs> All right. And so I did. I went up and I did a, the set I had in my wallet, like I was saying. Yeah. Now they had a grand piano there. So I, I said your joke about tickling the ivories and how sometimes the elephants sneeze. And it got a big laugh. So I said, okay, I'll tickle the ivories. So I sat down and I played Imagine by John Lennon. And I did Imagine There's No Yoko. Oh, it really went well. Oh, that's great. Oh, I'm glad to hear. So it's not only in the movies, Carl. Even, you know, it happened to you. It wasn't Bernie's Bar and Cafe. Right. So he's leaving Bernie's, and the guy's like, you were genuinely funny, and everybody loved you. And that was all it took. That's strong enough. He gets on the phone with One girlfriend set. at 3 in the morning yeah. and says, I'm coming home. Hey, I just did a set, and I killed. I can't go to sleep. I'm going to go back to Los Angeles and, and pursue my dream. Now, He's going to run off again. It all takes place. It's still New Year's Eve. It doesn't so what, she's asleep at 1030? No, look at the clock. It's like 4 in the morning. Yes, right. It's, but it's New, New Year's, Year's Day. Day. So this is all happening, this 180. Now she's happy because she's the perfect girlfriend. She doesn't go, how dare you put me through a breakup? And then you're, you bipolar motherfucker. No. He, he showed up to his no. work. Is he showed up to her work on New Year's Eve, the busiest night. We just said it was the biggest <laughs> night in comedy. That's right. Hey, I, I left. I left you a note. I'm going. I, I can't hack. Yeah. This is kind of a comic thing to do. Yeah. I, I can't yeah. deal. I, I'm done. Now he's back. Is he listening to George Carlin again? No. Kelly Carlin? He's just, yeah, we're hearing, we're hearing inspirational music. And you can do it. Oh, yeah. Actually, yeah, I love the theme song. Go ahead. Put it up. Put it up. Every on my mind, LA on my way. <laughs> I love this. I know what to do. It's so bad. And it's also so 83. That's it. He goes back. The movie's over. No New Year's Day. 
There's Peter, the late Peter Acker. A lot of people passed away. Yeah, a lot of did. Not Howie, though. Is really funny, his baby boys? Yeah, oh, it's Bobby's World. Jack oh, Blum. yeah? Did that go on to be Bobby's World? Yeah, he did a... I didn't look up Jack Blum. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, it's all right. Look at my... Yeah, he was pretty good. He on those girls who voluntarily hopped up on the stage and were happy about it. Yeah, you know what? I mean, what about the female performers? Do they, would they feel comfortable being in a place that allows that? Like some, some comics don't... Allows girls? They were females who got on the stage and said, I'm into they, they were audience members who came to see a show. They shouldn't be up there showing their tits. Okay. Hey, we never seen Brian Nussick on stage. That must be cut material. <laughs> yeah, there's Steve Allen, and his Walkman doesn't get a credit. His Walkman did not get a credit, and I was very... I thought that wasn't... That wasn't fair. Jesus Christ, Carl. What do yeah. you think of this movie? While the music still plays, don't get me I wrong. Yes, I have to say that I enjoyed it because it was stand-up comedians. I guess I have to say I enjoyed it. But it irked me that it's just like he rolls into town. He's got a girlfriend and a place to stay. All the comedians are his friends. He gets, uh, you know, becomes a regular comedian with hardly any material. He's going to do a pilot. It's all like a fake. That's not the way life works. But it's a movie. I get it. You have to accelerate. Well, it's a parody, Carl. I think this movie is good. Uh, and that it, 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 I, the problem is, is that it, the whole story about the Los Angeles comedy scene in the seventies and eighties, uh, you know, this was 83. So it was still kind of new and had that car, fresh car smell. It wasn't stale and repurposed and regurgitated and reused, but it was their version of it. So I caught a little inside history in there and, uh, I don't know. It was like a cautionary tale. This guy, you know, of Hollywood, of this guy. Like they just take young faces and put them in uh, stuff that they can't deal with, and then they Here's get the crushed. Recorded material. Yeah, there we go. So, oh, he listened to Carl, a uh, two-thousand-year-old man. Yeah, Comedy is not pretty. Right. Dating Joan of Arc was the routine. Oh, just, yeah. Well, we should give a shout out to to P uh, Patrick Carlin, uh, George Carlin's younger brother who used to be part of the show before us here on the Edge radio. of Insanity. Yeah. Edge of Insanity with Paul Brumbaugh. Yeah, Re the recently married. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, fans of Paul Brumbaugh and Mrs. Christine. Uh, Definitely you know, they, our fans yeah. of Paul Brumbaugh. Great right. material, great picking up his kid from jail. Funny comedian, Paul Brumbaugh. Right. Not in this movie, however. So uh, one comedian didn't make the cut, but yeah, we love Paul. All right, then, rated our movie. Wow. Mm. Mm. Well, Carl, uh, yeah, that was it. We are done with that yeah. at all. We never have to go back yeah. to the funny farm. Uh, we are free of that. Next week, we are going to maybe, I don't know, we well, we, we have I a film. Know, like, uh, I, don't announce that film. Uh, let's, talk. let's talk. Let's talk. Let's put it this way. <laughs> the purpose of our show is to... Some movies are so bad, you just can't watch them on your own. You need yeah. someone in the room. You need somebody yeah. to be part. And we always feel like because you have to listen to our podcast and watch the movie at the same time to fully experience uh, what we're doing, that we're part, that led us. We are, as a group, us, the podcast, and you, the listener, we are watching a movie together. Because some movies, you just can't make it to the end because they're so fucking bad. <laughs> and that's the scenario we have with the film. 
that it's in the pipeline and we can't. The thing is, I will, in my research, be watching it alone, maybe four times. Let's talk off air. All right, we'll talk off air because I watched the movie until a point where I had, my eyes were removed by my hands and I could no longer watch the movie. So I think I agree with you. Well, ladies and yeah. gentlemen, how about that for excitement here on Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube every Sunday on mutinyradio.fm where you can contribute to the station. Please go to yeah. mutinyradio.fm, hit their Patreon link, or go to Venmo and send them a couple bucks at Mutiny Radio. We'd love to keep this going. Uh, we, as we have been for for years, this is part of the Mission District community. We have live shows on Monday and Friday. Uh, and if you don't want to go in person to see them, you can listen to them on Mutiny Radio as a podcast or streaming live. Exactly. Go to mutinyradio.fm. More information about our iTunes link. More information about all the shows, including what's really happening that just played before us at noon here on Sunday. Luke. So, Carl, yeah, Luke Sayer, Luke. Uh, Carl, I just called you Luke. Uh, it's me, Mark. Luke, do you uh, anything uh, you'd like to promote? Anything coming up? I guess no. Just go to carlsucks.com, yeah. and uh, you'll see all my upcoming dates, which pretty much means I'll be at Scotty's this weekend. And if there's anything else, I do list it there. So please Sounds good. enjoy. Yeah, and we have a lot of great more show coming on, so uh, make sure you uh, now that February is done. Uh, join us next week in March as we maybe show a film we can't watch. My birthday's tomorrow, February 28th. You Happy guys birthday. Oh, but you. it's Monday. Huh, birthday on a Monday. How yeah. ironic. Yeah. See you guys at the party. All right. See you at the party, Carl. Uh, happy 40. 56. 56. All right. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, I'm a couple years behind you. So keep blazing the path for me, brother. Yeah. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Take care. Let's watch full length movies on YouTube with Michael Spiegelman. It's six o'clock, everybody. You're listening to mutinyradio.fm in.sf. We're here for the happy hour. Yay! The happiest hour of two hours-ish of comedy every Friday at 6 o'clock. We've got comedians from everywhere. They're going to do jokes, and it's going to be fun. And we all love stage time, and it's great. And uh, thanks for donating, everybody, Mutiny Radio at Venmo. Thanks for giving us money, helping us stay alive. Yay, so that we can help you help us. Cool. Oh, the sounds of... I love... There is like a little bit of sour cream on your cheek, and I've just never... Okay. It's cute. You know, that's the thing is errant food on a young man. So cute. On an old dude, gross. <laughs> right? If you see an old man with like sour cream on the bottom of his lip, you want to vomit. But if you see it on like Peter Struckmeyer, you're like, oh, yeah, baby doll. I just opened by, but it's, ah, I should have turned your mic up for that. You guys can guess the punchline. Put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Dan Lewis. Yay. <laughs> How's it going, guys? What's up? All right, we're rocking it here today. How we doing? How we doing? Woo! Cool, cool. What do we got here today? I see. Brady Pearson, Tim. T I know everybody's name in the entire crowd. This is exciting for me. So it's good. My my mulleted friend right there. That haircut, by the way, that is an insult to the bald man right there. 
to waste precious resources like that? That is not fucking right, man. More like child molester in the front, child molester in the back. Child molester on his upper lip. Actually, I don't think people should suspect uh, Connor. No, no, parents should ha not have a problem with him because it's like, no child molester is going to dress that on the nose, you know? <laughs> Honey, why did you let that guy take our kid camping? I don't know, just, you saw the haircut, fanny pack full of lollipops. A little on the nose. I guess we'll find out on Monday. Okay. Uh, just wanted to make fun of my friend a little bit um, before I started. I wasn't ready. Yeah, I am. It sucks being bald, man. I had to f it was kind of suck. People asked me. People were asking me all after the Oscars about my opinion, just because I'm a member of the bald community. Uh, I don't really have any strong feelings about it, but I I really did enjoy being in exactly the same category as Jada Pinkett Smith in the civil rights struggle. That was fun. If I ever see her, I can be like, fight the power. That's pretty cool. People, my friends are like, that's different, man. She's got alopecia. That's different. And I'm like, how's it different how you got here, okay? We're at the same spot. We wound up in the same place. That'd be like if you're missing a foot. You saw another guy who was missing a foot. You're like, hey, I know how it is, brother. He's like, yeah, diabetes. And you're like, no, train accident. And he's like, I guess you don't know how it is done. <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> you guys ever notice how people are, so many people are like uh, almost proud of not being able to do math? They'll be like, oh, 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 oh you know me, and don't make me do math. I can't do math. No one ever does that for other disciplines. You know, no one ever goes, oh, 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 you know me, I'm reading. Don't make me read. I can't read. I can't read, you guys. Trying to date responsibly, bought some condoms. The other day, got some magnums. Yeah, I got some, bought some mediums and some smalls, too. I based it on the size of the vagina myself. That's right. You've heard that one. Okay. I was, I was, what I was trying to do is think of a, a, a another tag for it where I'd go, uh, uh, based on the size of the vagina, uh, I'm like a goldfish. I just grow the size of the tank. And uh, I like, I'm trying tank right now. But yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> and then I'm going to say... And then I was going to say, and I was going to say, uh, I'm having sex. She's like, oh, you're so big. And I'm like, don't pin this on me. Uh, yeah. Or, or uh, oh, you're so big. And I'm like, sorry you had to find out this way. No, it's not. I'm not, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. Okay, I'm sorry. Thanks for the feedback. I appreciate it, you guys. Um, I had a, I, I did have a story that I wanted to tell about a, a, another comic friend of mine, a guy, a guy you, might, you guys might know. He was over at my house in the backyard, and we were having, uh, we were having some drinks. Marcus, Marcus Howard was having, we were having some drinks. And Marcus, okay, let's just say, Mar you know, Marcus maybe sounds a, a little whiter than he is. I don't know. Does that, does that checking out with anybody? He sounds like Professor Frank from The Simpsons, Marcus. Okay? And he's out there in the backyard just dropping N-bombs in my neighborhood, right, left, left and right. And I got high fences, okay? So all I know is the neighbors just hear some dude who sounds white saying the N-word over and over again. And I'm like, Marcus, you want to fucking cool it a little bit, man? 
He's like, listen, man, that's, 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 that's our word. I'm allowed to say that word as much as I want. And I'm like, all right, fine. I can't take it away from you, but could you maybe blacken it up a little bit when you do it? <laughs> I, <laughs> anyway, sorry. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Dan Lewis, everyone. That's a funny new story. That's lovely. Uh, yeah, comedy is truth. Your next comedian is the one with the mullet. I call him the jizz master. Clap your hands in a wild slappy like motion for Connor Lawsdale. Yay. Oh, the music stopped. Yeah, jizz master. That's what the kids call me down at the school right there. It's reverse psychology. You know, you think it's too on the nose. That's what I'm doing that on purpose. Get these, get their guard down. So I can molest children. That's the joke. Okay, what are we doing? What else were you talking about, Dan? I wanted to retort. Yeah, okay, I guess that's all it was. I was just telling Dan about that. I do have a problem with road rage. And I realized that when I, I was in the car, I said this out loud to myself. I, with zero hesitation or thought behind it, I said, I'm going to regret that decision for the rest of my life. And the decision was just to let someone go in front of me. I'll be on my deathbed. <laughs> come, come closer. I shouldn't have let that fucking Prius in. I should have known. It cost me 45 seconds. I don't, I don't have any tattoos. You got anyone here have tattoos? Pam's got a bunch of tattoos. I never got one, you know, I just never, I, I feel weird. I don't want to judge anyone else, but I, I'd feel weird about it. Like, I, to me, it's kind of like you're just like, oh, this tattoo here, this represents how cool I want everyone to think I am. And then this one here, this represents uh, how cool I want everyone to think I am. And th this one here, this represents that I'm a Jew. It's a Holocaust joke. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It took you a second. I don't even like Holocaust jokes. In fact, I don't even like the Holocaust. If it was up to me, if I had a say in the matter, I would go. I would vote no hol no Holocaust. If I, was, if I was back then, I would be like, hey, don't, don't do that to them. It's bad. In fact, if I had a time machine, I would go back, I would kill Hitler. Wouldn't you guys do that? A lot of people talk about that. Dan loves talking about it. I thought that was a good idea, but then I thought, what if you go back in time, you kill Hitler, but what if there was another guy that was way more evil and way more efficient? No, he, he back in Hitler's time, more evil, more efficient, but he just got beat out by Hitler's charisma. You go back in time, you kill Hitler, but that, then that guy takes over. You think you did a good thing. You come back to the future. Zero Jews. Just n none at all. Best thing on TV is young Sheldon. <laughs> There's schmegma everywhere. But then we realized that uh, schmegma is this unlimited renewable resource. So it d turned out to be... I guess you got to weigh that one. We don't really know. Is that worth all the Jews? Unlimited energy? Okay. 
There was one more. <laughs> I'm going to put a shirt on. You guys ever, fellas, you ever come too fast? When you're jacking off? That's not, that's, that's a sad moment. I, I can't even satisfy myself. Oh. All right, guys, my name is Connor. Thank you very much. Connor Lonsdale, everyone. He's going to put a shirt on for his show. Next show. It's a hot day, and uh, I w I've always, I someday we'll find out what's in that fanny pack. All right. I know what's in your next comedian's fanny pack. Oh, I was trying to make a weird, I don't know what that meant. Put your hands together for Peter Struckmeyer. It's a metaphor for my asshole. Hello, gentlemen. It's truly just gents and Pam here. Pam, you're like an honorary gay man. It's men and gay men here. Hi. Um, I really enjoy Latin man. Latin men. Latin, Latin man. Could you imagine that as a superhero? <laughs> Let's start that over. I really enjoy Latin men. Do we like the Latinos? Latinas? Latinxes? Yes, yes. I think they're very sexy. Uh, I hooked up with a older Latin man from Brazil um, when I was traveling a couple weeks ago. And, you know, he comes back to my hotel room, we have sex, he leaves, he does not spend the night, but he FaceTimes me the next morning and he's like, I miss your smell. I was like, you miss my smell? Like, the fuck is wrong with my armpits? So here I am trying to assess all the pheromones that I'm apparently giving off. Then I learned, or then I realized, there was a Chipotle burrito bowl next to my bed. So this motherfucker thinks that uh, my pheromones are like barbacoa and extra guac. And this happened a couple of weeks ago. This guy has still not taken a fucking hint that I am not going to date him. So every morning, he'll send me a good morning, how did you sleep message. And each day I reply with, pretty good, great, yeah, slept well. And nothing happens until the next day. And then we repeat the cycle over again. Pretty good, yeah, slept well. This morning though, I'm gonna read from my phone for this because I have no new material. Um, he, messaged me this morning a childhood fable anyone get one of those slide into your dms no just me so i woke up this morning to a message that's this long let's look at my phone here for a second they spent a day and a night on a small farm belonging to a very poor family when they returned from the trip the father asked his son how was the trip very good daddy and at this point i saw the word daddy and i thought this story is going to go in a different direction do you understand the difference between wealth and poverty? Yes. And what did you learn? Asked the father. The son replied, I saw that we have a dog at home. They have four. We have a swimming pool that reaches the middle of the garden. They have a stream that has no end. We have a covered and lit porch. They have an entire forest. At the end of the answer, the father was open-mouthed. What, was he going to blow someone? Without reaction. And the little boy, hugging his father tightly, added, Thank you, Dad, for showing me how poor we are. This little boy may have taught his father the greatest lesson. 
It all depends on the way you look at things. The things that really matter are priceless. If you have love, friends, family, health, a good mood, and a positive attitude towards life, you have it all. If you are poor in spirit, you have nothing. Yeah, that slid into my DMs this morning. Being gay is wild, y'all. I get motherfucking childhood fables in my DMs from strange Latin men that I hook up with. I'm leaving you there. That's been my time. I'm Peter Struckmeyer. Uh, give it up for whoever's next, for Pam, for Yay. Yay, Peter Struckmeyer. Yeah, I had to start dating young Latinos because I was tired of young white guys calling me mommy. All right, your next comedian. He's Big Daddy in the room. Put your hands together for Tim Taylor. Uh, yeah, Daddy, Daddy. Great to see everybody. My name's Tim Taylor. I uh, love the w- warm weather and celebration and anticipation of it. I actually shaved all my pubic hair. Just shaved it all off. And challenges I actually have put on weight over the pandemic. And so I had this little pouch here. And so, yeah, and so, like, when I look down, I see the jowly chin of Mitch McConnell looking at me. It's like I look down at my pubis, and it's just, oh, I've gotten more votes from the great people of Kentucky than any other senator in history. Somehow my pubis uh, hates all people but has an Asian fetish. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's slowly growing back, so my pubes are kind of wispy. It looks like uh, that uh, poison uh, trickster in that movie, The Princess Bride. Inconceivable. <laughs> uh, you know, I was looking at myself in the mirror the other day without a shirt on, and I noticed I have a before body for sure, right? <laughs> a before body. But I have after hair. Oh, yeah. You know how guys like, are really buff? They like... Stretch. I just do this shit when I'm thinking. Like I just throw my hair around. That's okay. when I say no. I go like this. No. <laughs> oh boy. But I, yeah, I'm working on my dating life. I uh, I considered becoming a sugar daddy. Anybody? Any sugar? Are you a sugar daddy? You are not. No. Good. Good call. You ever thought about being a sugar daddy? That neither do I. So I'm like a fake sugar daddy. I'm like a stevia daddy. Or like a sweet and low daddy. There's just, there's something about asking, telling a woman I'm going to spoil her by taking her to the Nordstrom Rack Cafe. It just doesn't hit. <laughs> the Bed Bath & Beyond Bistro. <laughs> the Target Trattoria. Like, it's just, I'm not attracting the right kind of women in my life. I see that, and I'm not off book either, which is, um, do you know, the thing is, I, I have put on weight mostly because I eat my pain, and, um, it's because my mom's love language was volume. She just yelled all the time at me. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I'd come home upset from work, and she would or upset from work as a child. I could come home upset from assembling iPhones. <laughs> I fucked that joke up, but it was probably funnier than the actual punchline. And it's like, you know, I, I didn't feel included in my own home. I felt excluded. But I'm actually into inclusion. Actually, Peter mentioned earlier about Latinos, Latinas. There's that that saying Latinx. You guys heard that? I'm like, oh, my God, there's like a a Latinx games? (laughs) Skateboarder jumping? 
God, that is... Sorry, that joke is borderline racist. Oh, come on. Oh, boy. Thank you. So, uh, you know, I am sober. I've been sober for 11 years. Okay, thank you. From crystal meth. Which never gets an applause. And crystal meth... Crystal meth is the... <laughs> Crystal meth is the Ringo star of drugs. It's just, it's just, it has no, it has no thing. And, and I, I did get my MBA. I got my Wharton MBA when I was high on crystal meth. MBA, I was mostly a boring asshole when I was in class. But uh, I'll leave you with this, that, uh, you know, the anybody watch the Grammys? No, of course not. It's getting out of date. Here's the thing. Any fucking award show named after a nickname for a grandma is not going to work. Grammys, yes, no, thank you, I'm Tim Taylor. <laughs> Yay, Tim Taylor. Grammy, I guess I didn't, what did I call my grandma? Grandma, I don't know. Um, I'm old enough to be your next comedian's grandma. Put your hands together for Ian Langlands, yay. Hey, what's up? I thought I was sixth. Oh, okay. I'm making do. What's up, everybody? Good energy. How are we? We're good. Good. Um, I've been thinking. I I I don't understand why or when we decided that the remedy to help people when they're going through a problem is food. People always buy them food, right? You know, if something bad happens to a family member or like a loved one. It's always food. Doesn't make any sense. I don't think anyone's ever been eating meatloaf and it's just like, God, this is so good. I almost forgot about my cancer diagnosis. Like that's never happened, right? It's never. Ha also, the audacity to think your cooking is good enough to make anybody feel better, okay? Because it happened to me a few months ago. My mom, she broke her hip, and we were just flooded with food. It's like a goddamn potluck, but all it was was just a full compost bin because half that shit was inedible. All right? Keep the chicken casserole at home, Janet. You don't know how to season. No one wants it. It's bad. It's not good. And they always ask you, they always ask you the open-ended question. They always ask you, if there's ever anything you need, don't hesitate to reach out. Right? Always the same fucking question. I want to take advantage of that question next time. Next time I get asked that, I'm going to be like, you know what would make me feel better? A new fucking TV. That's what would make me feel better. The new Obi-Wan show's coming out. I want to watch it in 4K. But the reason why people ask that question is because it gets their guilt off their chest, right? It's just really so they feel better. They don't really want to help. It's just so they feel better. They feel like they're making a difference. But I want to test it. Uh, how far are they willing to go? Next time I get asked, like, if there's any, anything, ever anything you need, don't hesitate to ask. I'm be like, you know what would make me feel better? Six ounces of black tar heroin. That's what I want. They'll be like, oh, no, 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 that's not really what I meant. I'll be like, no, 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 you said what you wanted. It would make me feel better. Get on the line with the cartel, Janet, all right? Give them your casserole. Maybe they'll give you a discount. <laughs> I don't know. That's all I got for that. I, um, what was I going to do? Oh, yeah, I'm, uh, you guys ever heard of the phrase toxic masculinity? You ever heard that phrase before? Yes, toxic masculinity. If you want to see it in real time, tell a man he has soft hands. Um, you'll see it up close and personal. Uh, yeah, so if you don't know what it is, it's when a man... He suppresses his insecurities and then f and then asserts dominance over others by becoming, you know, arrogant or rude. 
I would love a little bit of that. I'm going to be honest with you. I would love just a little bit of it, right? I'm very insecure, just enough so I don't get anxious when I get a phone call, you know? I just want to feel a little more confident. I want to feel a little good. I would, use, I would use it for good. I wouldn't be an asshole about it, you know? I could take some from someone who's not doing any good, like a Brett Kavanaugh or like a Jake Paul. They're not using it for any good. I want it. I see it all the time, toxic masculinity. I see it. It blows my mind. I was at a party one time, and this guy walks in. And he goes up to the first girl he sees, and he goes, you're hot. You're coming home with me. I could never do that in a million years. Never. One time I was in my car and I saw a beautiful woman walking on the sidewalk and I glanced up at her respectfully. I looked at her up and down and then she made eye contact with me and I audibly said alone in my car, I'm so sorry. (laughs) I don't know why, but I did. So bad. That's such a beta move, that's what it is. The only time I have a little bit of toxic masculinity is to myself. It's my inner dialogue, it's really what it is. Like, if I'm at a restaurant, it'll be, like, yelling at myself, like, order quicker, the waitress thinks you're a pussy. <laughs> Tell. I'll see my reflection on the street and be like, I could fucking kick that guy's ass. I could. And then I'm shadow boxing the air like a TL crackhead, you know? And then I lose to myself. That's how weak I am. I lose every time. All right, that's all I got. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langlands. Weak in muscles, but strong in comedy. Yay. I'll take it. I don't know. I didn't. You always have. I don't know what your muscles look like. You were just talking about being weak, and I was trying to be a good host. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm high. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. It's Dorian Trung. Yay! How's it going, everyone? Uh, I always thought uh, when people died from their addictions are like super cool. And then I realize it's not as cool when I tell people I'm killing myself with food. So I had to give that up. Um, I used to be 300 pounds, and then I lost the weight because I didn't want to work on my personality. You know, I mean, I'm still fat, but, you know, not fat enough for a child to stop me in the middle of the street to make an announcement, you know what I mean? You know, when a kid's like, Mom, look, he's fat. Which is always awkward, you know, when you uh, have to hit someone else's kid. <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> I'm a, I, have, I have what people call a, a dad bod, but I'm trying to get down to stepdad bod. I just want my body to be good enough, to, you know, to impress the single moms. But, like, messy enough so that her kids knew, know that, like, her mom, their mom could do better. But she can't. She can't. But, I mean, who who am I joking? I mean, I can't do better either. Like, if I wanted to do better, I would have to be rich, and there's no way I could make that happen. I've admitted it. But a stepdad bot is not bad. You know, it's kind of like driving a used Corolla. You know, I could, you're always afraid that'll die on you, but, you know, it's more reliable than you think. <laughs> I, uh, I have a hard time dating. Um, I don't really have a face for Tinder. My face is more suited for, like, blind dates and arranged marriages. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm like the guy that you match, you know, with your fourth favorite daughter, the lesbian of the family. <laughs> I mean, but, I mean, Tinder is, is, uh, is very interesting, you know, I feel. As a man, it's way easier to catfish people online. You know what I mean? Like, I just, I don't even need to use uh, filters or anything. I could just lie to them with words. You know, on Tinder, I say crazy things like I'm a male feminist. 
You know what I mean? Like, saying I'm a male feminist is like a woman telling guys, like, they don't care about money. Like, almost everyone says it, but, like, none of us actually believe it. Uh, my friend tried to give me some dating advice. He said, uh, look, you just got to be more aggressive. Stop being such a beta bitch. I was like, dude, why you got to poke me in the chest so hard? <laughs> Ugh. I mean, I, 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 I'm not an alpha male, you know? You know, the ladies might see me and they think like, oh yeah, I could be, I'll be safe with him. But you know, who knows? I'm, I'm built like, uh, you know, one of those home security stickers that you put on the window. Like it might deter most, but if someone breaks in, you'll wish you had the real thing. You know? <laughs> what else I have here? Uh, I guess some dark ones would be good about now. I'm, uh, I'm quite the hypocrite, you guys. I, uh, I really want world peace, but I also really want there to be a drone strike on my neighbors. Because I mean, they keep playing the damn music, you know what I mean? Like, I think like unwanted music is probably like the worst thing you hear from your neighbor. I would almost say it's worse than hearing your neighbor beat their wife. Because a beating only lasts a couple of seconds, and after that they go through what they call a honeymoon phase. Which is, honestly, honeymoon for everyone around them is great. <laughs> so quiet. Alright, I think that's my time. Thank you. <laughs> Strong, everyone. All right. Uh, I'm going to run around and, and do my time now because we're waiting for a couple people on the list. So, yay. After the misogynist drone strike. Knock, knock. Predator drone. Don't answer your door. You're dead. It's a predator drone. Do you know anything about predator drones? That was dumb. <laughs> These little flies are like predator drones right now. Who are they going to land on? How are you here? Are you neither of you are comedians? You're just neighbors that are like, we want some comedy. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Thank you for being here. This is very exciting. I feel like we're already friends. I can let you know that I, uh, my clit is so big I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. I'm not actually a comedian. I'm just single and not on any dating apps. And so just whenever I see a microphone, I'm like, hey, something could happen. How cute is your dad? How much do you hate your mom? Dang, that's right. I met your mom. She is cool. I'm just, I'm shopping to be a stepmom right now. They, they say dress for the job you want, and I want to be a stepmom in Walnut Creek. Thank you. Yeah, after this whole month of women's, History Month, and being a strong, independent feminist is hard. just want to be a dependent now. I'm like, can you just... I just put feminism back 40 years, but I don't care. I still, I'm hoping someday there'll be some rich man in, in Walnut Creek listening to some strange podcast with his seven and nine-year-old there, and I don't know. I can dream. I just want. I could just be a nanny, I suppose. <laughs> I don't. Even, then I wouldn't have to fuck him. Although maybe sometimes the nanny does. So I. I used to be a nanny. Um, and here's the thing: having sex on top of a baby is not pedophilia, okay? Because the baby's here, and like I'm getting banged from behind. I'm making eye contact with the baby, right? And the baby can only see like 15 inches in front of its face anyway. And just because the baby's first words are. Uh, uh, doesn't make me a bad nanny. <laughs> Makes me a bad nanny. Cool. I used to do this. I used to nanny, and it was great. And 
the best thing about it is you get like, it's like nanny 2.0. Ooh, it's like this new workout program. Ooh. So when you do in the, the baby cart, you like go up the hills and you keep a pace and you do this and then you change your arms so you can get the bye-bye arms when you wave and it goes bye-bye. And the best part is when your heart rate gets above a certain rate for 20 minutes, you start burning fat and I smoke and eat so much weed that I get high. Off my own, I get to the top of the hill with the baby and I'm like, woo we did it. Parents are here, let's play on the playground. I don't even have to smoke, I'm just high. It's fun. Did you know that when you, okay. When you burn your, there's another, this is exciting. I'm not drinking tonight, um, but I do really enjoy drinking and I wanna hang out with a small child because I wanna win the science fair. Uh, and it might not be the most appropriate but it's basic chemistry. So sometimes in the morning, uh, I throw up because I'm an alcoholic. And so I go to the, to the refrigerator and I drink a cup of cold water. Now, if I have a small child and I drink eight ounces of 38 degree water and then I vomit 22 minutes later and the child takes the temperature of the water, how many calories did I burn being an alcoholic? We can have graphs. We can win the science fair. So you remember basic science. See, yeah! No one ever gets that joke because they're all too dumb. Here's another joke I can never do. Uh, no one reads the Bible. Heathens here. Sodom and Gomorrah. Terrible people. No, it's fine. I, I mean, I, okay. I love reading the Bible, though. I like to mine it for feminist tropes. And there's, I learned everything I know about feminism from the Bible. Two books, Esther and Ruth. Oh, I love this. Topical right now. Passover, Esther, the whole thing. How did Esther save the entire Jewish people? How did she do that? Was she clever? Good at sports? A great orator? Nay, she had a hot rack and didn't look Jewy. That was, her name was Hadassah. They changed it to Esther, far less Jewy. One last joke. Uh, I have a fetish for uncircumcised guys, clearly. Yeah, right, yeah, circumcision, his choice, his decision. It's not lop off the tips of our baby's dicks. I mean, Jews do it fine. You got the covenant with Yahweh. You can do whatever he wants with those foreskins. Put them on his fingers. Eat them off like olives. Calamari on a salad. Yeah, we're thinking, yeah. So maybe you'll know where I'm going with this. I want to take an uncircumcised guy. I want to pull up his dick. Pull his foreskin up over his dick. Put a shot of Jameson in his foreskin. Because I want whiskey dick for real. Can I finally get what I want? It's twofold. Uh, one, I'm an alcoholic and I like new and sexy ways to drink whiskey. And two, boys are gross. And you have to clean out all that schmegma. Yay! I'm your host back there, Pam Benjamin, trying to make you laugh. This is crazy. Brady, are you ready? All right. Fuck yeah. Uh, your jacket today is made. I do not doubt your commitment to Sparkle Motion. It is, yeah, you are. 100% a believer. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Oh my God, hi everybody, how are you doing? You too, hi, how are you two doing? It's very excited to have you two here. I, I, I know Lauren, Lauren is the famed creator of um, Giraffe Corner, a multi-platinum famous little show on YouTube. We should all talk about that, but thank you two for being here. Now does um I have a question. Does anybody okay, do you see my shirt? It's, what does it say? Like I drag San Francisco. Does anybody here speak homosexual? Because that's what that means. Is, is that not normal? Okay. 
anybody here speak heterosexual? Because I have some questions for you. If we, I just want us all to get along. Okay. So earlier today, we heard this comedian talk about being an alpha male. Are any, there any alpha males in this room? Keith? That doesn't count. She has more balls than all of us. So there's, so there's an alpha. Are, are you a beta then? We don't even know. Are you guys, are you straight? Can I ask? I mean, like, you're straight? Both of you? Oh, okay. Well, that, we'll see about that after the show. I mean, I can work on that. Um, but yeah, so I was thinking, okay, so alpha and, alpha and beta. So one is the more dominant. Is that what it is? Can you help me understand? Is that what it is, Keith? And so beta is more like a bitch, like something like you can put down the beta, right? Okay, so I just want you all to know that like we speak the same terms. I want to give you some gay speak today. We call that, say with me now, top and bottom. So right, so now if you're a beta, it means I can come and fuck you. Oh damn it, that didn't come off as crap, but I can still do it. Right, I mean, you're not as excited about that as I am, okay. All right, that's fine. Started doing comedy a little later in life, and uh, just turned 50 odd, and it's really exciting. I have to say that because what nothing thrills me more than having 30-year-old comics coming up to me and going, or speaking like, oh my God, I just turned 30. Just turned 30. No one else has ever turned 30 before in their lives. I have no idea how it's done. There haven't been novels or written, or even a shitty boomer show called 30 fucking something. You have a fucking rule book, you dumb cunts. I am so old that I have probably swallowed your siblings. Your dad was great. He really was, and you're welcome. I mean, you didn't want that inter-sibling rivalry, did you? No. I am doing service to God and the children. This is what I tell myself I'm sucking cock late at night. Speaking of sucking a lot of cock, so I've been sucking cock for so long, it begs the existential question of like, how many miles of cock have I sucked? Like, I mean, the average cock is what, are you six? Maybe, my turn. Ah, that's not going much anywhere, so. Well, it is, and math is hard. I'm Barbie, math is hard. And if it's hard, you know I love it. Um. <laughs> But I'm going to leave you with a little song about the boys' camp that I really wish I'd gone to in Lake Putitinny, Wisconsin. And it goes something like this. <coughs> camp Putitinny, actually. Oh, I love you, Putitinny. Putitinny every day. I love you, Putitinny. Putitinny all the way. On your shores, put it in me. I am yours, put it in me. But it's in me every gay. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady. Yay! Brady Pearson! And his commitment to Sparkle Motion! Yay! Oh my god, you, you kind of look like an exploded pinata had a had a orgy. <laughs> That's what I would call that jacket. Exploded pinata orgy. Fun times. Brady Pearson. All right, it's a compliment. I love it. I would wear that in a second. Oh my God, with like some white stretch pants, dear God. I don't know, I just thought white stretch pants are like really white tight jeans. I think those would be fun. Cause like pick up, there's the, anyway. Your next comedian comes 
to us uh, by way uh, from all over the world, actually, from Brooklyn and Portland and everything else. Put your hands together for Keith Hemingway. I wish I explored more places than New York and Portland because that's all. No, I've discovered uh, San Francisco and I've discovered L.A. Um, I don't think I want to go back to L.A. <laughs> L.A. is a different type of fear. It's like, do I want to get shanked in this corner or do I want to get pissed on in this corner? And apparently I'm still here, so showers still exist. And um, I don't have no medical bills from L.A. Yay. But L.A. is a nice time. I, I like I like San Francisco, too. This town, y'all don't have leg day. You expected to have leg day because you have hills. But it's not about the leg day. It's about the toes. You guys are toe strong in this town because of all the shit you got to step over, literally. Like, you have to treat every block like a Michael Jackson video. You just got to do, do, do. Get some on the back of your feet like, ah, come on. I, I can't really dance like Michael Jackson. I didn't practice. I wasn't one of those kids that was in. Even though I think, no, I can't moonwalk. I, I wasn't one of those kids that can do that. But uh, I got to be careful sometimes when I'm stepping over the shit because some of them come in a, a weird pattern and it could look like I'm crip walking. And that would get me in a lot of trouble these days, man. I don't know. I can't do that out here. Come on in, lady. We have free comedy. I saw you smiling. You can't hide. Yeah, come on. Nope, 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 nope. Dedication. Come on. All right, two minutes. Sit down. There you go. See? Come on. You can't give me two minutes. <laughs> I was trying to answer that in the most professional comedic way, but then I was like, mm. she made me forget like almost all my jokes when she said that shit too. It's all good. But you know what? Because it's, it's special because I'm all the way here from Brooklyn, New York. You know that? And I know you're looking like, damn, what made you come out here? And just for you, I'm going to let you know this right now. I'm on my white girl world tour right about now, you know? I'm out here, I'm teaching white women how to braid hair and fry chicken, you know? Cause they, they say they wanna get back to the black community and they say black lives matter, black lives matter, but they always still choose to swallow. And I'm just confused on that one. I was like, I thought we was here to procreate and I give you a protein shake. It's, now nah, I like white women. My, what? I got, I, I, like, I'm a connoisseur, I'm like a, a connoisseur of white women, so I like to test around, so I've had the ghetto, I've had the racist, I have, I've had the white mocha vodka, mocha, la, mocha vodka marijuana lattes, you know? Some of them come with shrooms, others come with coke, you know? No? Nobody had that type of white girl yet? No? Which one are you, the, co the coke or the shrooms? <laughs> Officer, damn, that's the first time I got confused for a cop. <laughs> <laughs> Even better, undercover. Every people just look at me like, "Hey, what's up, man? Can I get some again?" What? I don't even know you. What? Hold on, let me go to the corner, man. Fuck. I be carrying my backpack around on me. My cops be looking at me. They 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 look like they want to stop me every time. But anybody here plays Assassin's Creed? No, nobody knows what Assassin's Creed is. All right, Assassin's Creed is a video game, and there's certain parts of that video game you can walk into and you hide. So when I'm in, in San Francisco, if I'm not in like missionary, I'll run back to Tenderloin and I'll look like everybody else because they can't even tell. And if they shine a light on me too hard, I'll just back into a corner, take a shit. And they're like, yep, he's a San Franciscan. He's paid, he's paid his taxes. He's good. Leave him alone. Leave him alone. He's good. He's good. He's good. But uh, you know what? I like like. I like that people don't, I, what I don't like is that people don't get me mixed up with like a black celebrity. Like I wish people would get me mixed up with Keith Sweat. 
But then I got to remember, I'm a comedian and people like to be assholes towards me. So they be like, yeah, you can't be Keith Sweat because who's going to remember you? Nobody. And, you know, that's kind of fair if you know that song. You know that song? Oh, man, you a player in the bedroom, huh? You got... You go, uh-uh, no, don't blame me. Yeah, uh-huh, we, we, we all got that friend asking for a friend. Hey, what's that key song, a- asking for a friend, not me? I don't, I don't do, I'm a good guy in the bedroom, maybe just H-Town. Oh, see, even, look, 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 just going, just, you know, as men, you know, we just dig ourselves into China, it just, we just can't get out of that hole. I mean, we're men, though. <laughs> <laughs> I finally got a reaction out of you. Okay, I know how to get you now. All right, so I know I'm running out of time a little bit, so I'm going to tell you guys now. We all can see that this comedy stuff is not working out for me, and that's okay. It's all right, because I already got my plan B in action. I already got it all down packed. After this, I'm going to be an exotic dancer, okay? And my stage name is going to be Chicken Strip. My theme song Stacy's mom, because I need a stepmom to buy me a PS5 nowadays. Them shit is expensive. All right, baby, my name is Keith Hemway. Yeah. <laughs> keep your hands clapping for Keith Hemingway. And keep them clapping for your next comedian, everybody, Lauren Kraut. Yay! Hello. How are you? The first thing anyone sees about me now is that I'm old. And I hate that. I sometimes wonder if old precedes lady or white, because there's race also. So what comes first, the old lady or the, the chicken? I'm trying to think of the rest of it, shit. Oh, and there's also LOL which also stands for little old lady, or in my case, little old lesbian. <laughs> and an LOL, LOL is an urging to grandma to enjoy the fuck out of her life. Laugh out loud, little old lady. Why you still can? Why you still can? I don't know why I loved, I love that joke. I don't know, just, it's not going anywhere, but I, I just love doing it. Okay. Why do we have to be afraid of God? Why is there fear? Why can't we, I mean, there's respect, yes, certainly. Honor, yes. But why do we have to be afraid of God? Because I think when you have fear in a relationship, it's just a recipe for disaster. Hear me out. (laughs) Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Fear, right? Be afraid, mortal. Be very afraid. Oh, shit. This is so new. This is so new. Um, I'm doing, thank you. Ah, uh, fuck. All right, look at that. Sorry. Uh, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to remember and it's not coming back. So um, I was on the bus the other day and there was this man that came in and, uh, or he was on the bus already and he had a rolling walker in front of him and he didn't have a mask. He had a long white gauze that he had looped around his ear and then wrapped around his nose and kind of over his head. And his mouth was sticking out and he was just, I don't know, was like that. But he was sitting there and his walker got away from him a couple of times and we tried to bring it back. And uh, then this other guy gets on the bus and he recognizes this old guy. 
And he says, I thought you were dead. I thought you were dead. And the old guy's like, I'm not dead. He says, I really did. I thought something had happened to you. He goes, no, I'm still here. He goes, give me your number. Give me your number. I, we can get together. Remember Ramon? We can get together with Ramon. And he's like, uh. And he's patting down. He's looking in his, his wheel, his walker thing. He's trying to find his number. And he's like, 415-644-644. And we're, we're like, Come on, come on, come on, get the, get the number, get the number. And the guy's bus stop, is the second guy's bus stop is coming up. And he's scrambling, he rips off a thing of paper from his grocery bag, and he says, he's starting to write that down, and when the guy stops him in number, he rips off another piece of paper and says, you call me, I'll give you my number, you call me. And he writes down the number, and he gets off, and the, and the old guy is standing there, sitting there, and he's saying, I, I remember him from like, I've known him for like 60 years. And we say, yes, we could see that. It was quite a reunion. And he says, um, I went to school with him. And we say, oh, isn't that a small world that you ran into him? And he goes, I never did like that guy. His sister was cute, but he's an asshole. <laughs> Thank you. I'll end on a tried and true joke, because I, I owe you one. Um, Let's pause for a brief moment and reflect on the concept of time. Everyone knows about it. We use it all the, follow it or not. You're late, I lost track of time. You work for it, part-time, full-time, overtime, all the fucking time. You get it done in next to no time or at your earliest convenience. Fuck you, I'm busy. You took your sweet time. Come on, man, I don't have all the time in the world. First time, next time, this is the last time. You're wasting time, and I ain't got time to kill. What the hell time is it? Time's up, Miss Kraut. At any point in time. But you can't touch it, can you? And we have happy hour, children's hour, darkest hour, hourglass. Minute waltz, minute steak, New York minute, in a minute, just a minute, just a second, split second, hold on a second, who's the second, what's the first? I don't know, third base. Well, that's my time. Thank you very much. <laughs> We got all the time in the world for Lauren Kraut. Hell yeah. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Dan Britton. Yay! Hola. <laughs> um, I just came from the Giants game. That was really fun. They did. It's really, it's, it's an interesting game that I find exceptional, exceptionally fascinating. But really, when you think about it, it's just people hitting leather with wood and rolling around on the ground. So it's not, it's not complicated or anything. This isn't a joke. It's just I've had a nice day out in the sun. I'll have to pick that up later. It didn't land on the chair I wanted it to. <laughs> I'm Irish. Um, that's, that means that I'm uh, predispositioned to be uh, killed by feelings or suppression of those. Around. What's up, Hillary? I don't have anything interesting to say. What's your name? Chris, that's a shitty fucking name. No, I'm playing. <laughs> I'm playing. That's, a, that's actually my brother's name. What's your name? Jeff. Jeff and Chris. You two together? Jeff, I'm really sorry. Uh, Chris, I'm really sorry. Jeff just isn't into you like that, I guess. Sorry about that. 
cannot. Oh, do you do you come in a bogo? A bogo? Can I get both of you for the price of one? I I always uh, I always like the boho. Buy one get one half off. The boho. Anyway, I <laughs> I like uh, I like bowling. I, I I don't really like tennis. Um, I I am a big fan of sex and um, film noir. Um, it's provided that there's not too much racism hidden within the subtext of film noir. Um, <laughs> this is basically me rewriting the Constitution of the United States. Thomas Jefferson would be so pissed off if he was like, I have to give this shit for brain the freedom of speech. <laughs> like, he's not using it for anything valuable. I feel like out of all, like, a lot of sports teams have names that, that are just unnecessary and don't make sense. Like, I don't think there's ever been a single pirate within the city of Pittsburgh not not once that that would have been a <laughs> am i the only one am i the only one who thinks that r&b singers in music videos um are the only people who ever have to stand like this i'm sorry baby it's like why don't you tell her instead of this room of awkwardly half filled with furniture place that you may be moving out of, but you have no boxes, so I'm just a little confused. It seems to me that rappers in music videos don't walk like you and I do. Like, I walk like this, they walk like, <laughs> with the shoulders going these degrees, and it's like, they also hold microphones much differently than comedians. They hold microphones like this. Why did the chicken cross the road? Because the chicken can go anywhere it fucking wants to. This is America. My brother actually dated a girl that, uh, <laughs> this fucking lady, she, uh, <laughs> I was going to say bitch, but that was, <laughs> anyway, uh, <laughs> she was, she was a super liberal. She was all about animal rights. She lived in New York and, uh, she took a, a class in college about, like, chickens and slaughterhouses and procedures and whatnot. So she started to go fund me to save chickens from, uh, New from California that were going to be slaughtered. And she literally raised enough money to charter a plane to fly all of the chickens across the United States to a chicken sanctuary. And I just always think to myself, uh, chickens aren't meant to fly, and that's why they can't fly with wings. Uh, and you probably shouldn't put them in first class as well, because they're chickens. Need I say more? Okay. <laughs> so anyway, as we wrap up this wonderful um, bonanza of unconnected weird thoughts that I've had today, I just want to say that I really love being a comic, and I love the city, and I love Chris and Jeff, and Hillary, and Lauren, and Pam, and I just hope that everybody has a beautiful weekend with nice weather, and happiness, and friends. Good night, everyone. Yay! That was so sweet. Wishing us a happy weekend, and we're all friends. I know what your next comedian's going to be doing all weekend. She's going to be riding her bike up and down hills all over yeah. San Francisco and Marin Cal, the counties. Look at her ass. It looks great. <laughs> Put your hands together for Hillary Lannon. Yeah.
According to my girlfriends, they say I have an ass of a toddler because I have no hips. So, yeah, I, I they were saying that that was a compliment, but I don't think it was. So, okay, I'm sorry. I know I walked in when Dan was like asking you guys if you were an item, which I don't care about that, but are you comics or are you just regular people? You're like real human beings. Wow. So, how did you end up here? Just saw the sign and uh-huh, blame him. That's a good bet. So wait, how did you find out about this? Okay. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. You, are you just a, like, comedy fan, or do you have aspirations to do comedy? Oh, yeah, me too. It's actually, like, sorry, this is not the set I was going to do at all. But um, it's do it, I just started doing stand-up at the beginning of the year, and it's really saved my life because, no, that's a well. That's maybe not so dramatic, but I basically stopped drinking and stopped doing all the other things, except for weed. I mean, weed doesn't count. And occasionally mushrooms. That also doesn't count. <laughs> <But> <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> this is San Francisco. But, um, but it's really great because you can go have an activity every single night and you don't have to drink at all. Like, it's one of those things where you can laugh and have a great time and not drink. But as much as I like that, I really wish I was home with my vibrator. So, <laughs> but don't get the wrong idea, you perverts. I'm talking about my Theragun because I have, <laughs> I have been riding my bike up and down a lot of the hills in, in the Bay Area, and it's very painful. And I realized that I need a boyfriend, um, or I guess I could have a girlfriend also. The only reason why I need one is because I really, it's very hard to get to your hamstrings with a Theragun. So it's like, it's just not the same. I need somebody to do it to me. But I definitely am not bringing that Theragun anywhere near this part of my body. For those of you listening, um, audio only, I'm pointing to my crotch. Uh, because it's basically, okay, and I need help on this one. When, okay, when the boxers do that thing, I know it's called speed bag, right? Do you know what I'm talking about? Because that's basically what a Theragun, if you tried to use it like a regular vibrator on your clit, it would literally be like a boxer. But what is the right verb for that? Like, do are you speed bagging? Like, I, do you know what I mean? Or you're speed bagging. That's the proper, like, like what? Like, if the boxer, if like the guy who trained Rocky was like, go over there and speed bag. Like, is that how the term goes? Do you? Okay, so it is speed bagging. Okay, so I'm not gonna speed bag my clit with my Theragun because, <laughs> because that is very, that sounds very painful and my crotch has already suffered enough from spending so much time on a bike seat, which I think, I've determined how the bike seat was invented. Um, it definitely was a pervy Victorian ornithologist. I'm convinced because it's basically like, you know, this, this like, guy who was really into birds, was so into birds that he's like, I want to sit on their face. But of course, a bird beak, like teabagging, not speed bagging, but teabagging a bird is not really like, um, you know, most bird beaks are pretty small. And I'm pretty sure the dodo probably had already gone extinct at this point. <laughs> so he's like, I'll make my own and stick it on a post and, you know, shove it up against my crotch. And it's very uncomfortable. So... <laughs> <laughs> so they basically, like, it really, the bicycle hasn't changed since it was originally invented. I mean, it started out as the um, 
as the uh, penny farthing. Do you know what that is? Yes, and the, which is really, come on, that's really just a unicycle with a training wheel. I mean, and then they switched it over to the, the safety bike, which is what they call like the modern version of a bicycle because people would fall off of the penny farthing a lot and when you're up five feet, you know, that could cause some definite damage. But basically, technology really hasn't changed that much since then. The exception being that they have cut a hole in the middle of a bike seat so to alleviate the pressure on your soft tissue. But I think it sounds great in theory, but it doesn't really work. I mean, I don't even know what that hole is called. It's either like the Grundle Gap, the you know Perineum Passage, maybe like the Gooch Gully, I don't know, the Taint Travasse. Anyway, but it's one of those things where in theory, it seems like it would be great, but I feel like unless you can actually stick your genitals, and I'm talking about for both guys and girls, right? Like if, I mean, for me, if I would have to take off my bike shorts and like shove each of my labia lips in there, <laughs> like I'd have to, or it's basically like I'd be filing, you know? So, and then, but for guys, I mean, you know, like you'd have to stick your scrotum in there. And I just imagine it really is like teabagging. It'd be like, because uh, the hole goes like this, right? So anyway, um, yeah, and I'm definitely not going to start biking around naked in San Francisco because I reserve that for Burning Man only. So um, I'm definitely not. I think there's like those old dudes um, who walk around the Castro with their like penis and junk wrapped in a, like a little sequins cloth. But other than that, I think that nobody else should be sitting on their bike naked. So I, I don't know if that's all my time, but I could keep going. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, the whole reason why I started biking so much is because I'm doing the AIDS life cycle, which if you're familiar with that, it's a ride from San Francisco down to LA and it's a total fucking scam because you have to pay, you have to pay $85 just to register for this and then you have to raise $3,000. They call it a ticket to ride, like cute marketing slogan to try to trick people into thinking they've accomplished something. But basically to, for the honor of dragging your ass down the length of California and sleeping in a tent every night. And the whole reason why I really did this, I mean, yeah, curing AIDS is like a noble cause, blah, 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 whatever. But it's really because I have this ass that's, you know, I'm Asian, so my face is flat and my ass is even flatter. And so I'm biking to try to get a booty, but I don't know if it's working because basically the only way I'm getting a booty is when I put on those bike shorts and it looks like I'm wearing a poise pad that I took a dump in, which is not... That's not really the booty that I was looking for, but that's what I'm getting. So anyway, okay, that's it for me. <laughs> Thanks. Hillary Landon and her toddler baby booty. Yay! You should vest that ass like a toddler and put it with the poise pad duty booty. <laughs> because you said at the beginning that you have an ass like a toddler and toddlers still wear diapers. So you've got like a duty booty, like a baby duty booty. With the, I mean, I don't know, the poise pad and the, po and the pooper. <laughs> I just, I'm just doing alliteration because it's fun. <laughs> All right, um, the rest of our um, comics, it's so funny. I have no idea why nine comics who pre-signed aren't here yet, but we're going to let Lauren do her joke that she fucked up on. And, uh, yeah, everybody, Lauren Kraut, yay! Thank you, Pam. Thank you for bearing with me with this other room. Um, oh, thanks. Uh, why do we have to be afraid of God? Because God isn't God supposed to be all loving and caring? And if we respect God, certainly. Honor God, yes. But why do we have to be afraid of God? 
because having fear in a relationship is just a recipe for disaster. Thou shalt have no other gods before me is fear. Oh shit, I shouldn't be reading this. Be afraid, mortal, be very afraid. What exactly does it mean before me when it says, thou shalt have no other gods before me? What does it mean? Does it mean like earlier? Does God let, like not get up until 10 o'clock in the morning? And does no other gods before me? You're on your own. I don't know. And is God that insecure, thinking that we won't care or we won't come back? That God doesn't like us? I mean, I have, I'm a neurotic mess, and I have more confidence than that. <laughs> Thank you. That's the end of that one. Can I do one? Can I do a joke? Uh, can I? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. I like that. Thank you. I I love thinking about what God does, and I have all. The, I'm going to string together all my God jokes one day and have it just like an hour on God. And oh yeah, then I, then I'll have a church. Yes, question. That's a good question. Why? What is devil's lettuce? <laughs> oh shit! Should I know that? Oh oh, is it? Uh. Yeah? I never heard that. Uh uh. Lettuce. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Devil's Lettuce. I'll remember that. I like that one. Uh, um, I was going to just do a song. Um, yeah. yeah, you have. Yeah. The OCD song. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was singing this song on my way here tonight. Perhaps you know it. I like to count things in my head because I have OCD. I like to drive myself insane and do so endlessly. You remember that Coca-Cola ad from the 70s? I like to teach the world to count and be obsessed like me, <laughs> where everything has a number to count and sometimes it won't rhyme. <laughs> Everybody, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Ladies only, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, Eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. OCD is the real thing, not Coca Cola. <laughs> All right, thank you very much. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> Yay, Lauren Kraut. Oh, you made it! You made it! Everybody, put your hands together. She made it. Oh my gosh, your hair's all curly. It's cute. It's like you curled it today. Look at that! Everybody, put your hands together for your next comedian, Denise Lee. haircut lady was like oh my gosh you can go out after this I was like I'm going home <laughs> after this um cool okay let's see here we go um okay cool so uh my parents are so I was born in America but my parents are immigrants uh, so my parents are Buddhist Chinese immigrants and you know very grateful that they came to America right so that I could have civil rights like freedom of religion freedom of speech 
And then I started doing stand-up comedy. And they were like, not that much freedom of speech, you know? <laughs> like, reel it in a little bit. Um, okay, so that was that. Was that. Uh, I, uh, have you guys seen like those like big chunky shoes people wear? Basic like these, basically. <laughs> like 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 the like the shoes that look like uh, like white suburban dads from the '90s wear, right? So recently got a pair of those, right? And I have like this very fashionable fashionable friend, and she came up to me and she was like, "Oh, you're trying to get shoes that look like Drake's, right?" And I was like, "Who's Drake?" <laughs> I was like, does Drake also have plantar fasciitis? <laughs> like, that's why I got these. Maybe we have the same podiatrist or something, right? I don't know. Um, uh, I, 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 do, I do also really like the trend, the fashion trend of like baggy jeans, you know, um, because it's really comfortable, but my sister hates it. Like I got lunch with her earlier and she was like, dude, like those jeans make you look super sloppy. And I was like, we're in a Waffle House. <laughs> and I was like, it is a miracle I'm wearing clothes, you know? Like, this is elite here. And she was like, no, 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 I just mean, you know, like, wearing, like, baggy jeans just makes your butt look flat. Like, you don't want your butt to look flat. It's super unflattering. And I was like, but my butt is flat, you know? Like, you can't just put on a pair of pants, like, turn, like, a slice of bread into, like, a dinner roll or something, right? It's not magic. Uh, I did start seeing a personal trainer recently uh, because I wanted to just become healthier, increase my self-esteem, turn my slice of bread into a dinner roll, you know, that kind of thing. I do not think it's going to work out. Our first session, my trainer was like, okay, we're going to have you lift heavy weights so you can look strong and intimidating so nobody fucks with you. And I was like but I want to be fucked with, you know? I was like, that's the whole reason we're here. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to look intimidating. I want to look accessible. Like, the goal is to be low-hanging fruit, you know? That is that is what we're going for here. Uh, I, I'm excited because I think we're past the point of the year where people are still doing New Year's, New Year's resolutions, right? A couple months ago, like I had lunch with a friend, uh, one of those friends who wanted to eat healthy. And when I asked if she wanted to get dessert, she was like, no, like, do you know what artificial sugar does to your body? It's super unhealthy. And I was like, yeah, okay. But we just did cocaine in the bathroom, <laughs> you know? Like that was the appetizer. Like, I think sugar is fine here. I didn't actually do cocaine. I did watch her do it, like a sad-ass episode of Euphoria. But I think, like, generally, I just don't have the vibe of someone who regularly partakes in drug usage. You know, like, I don't think anyone's that surprised. Um, but, uh, like, the last time I took a weed edible, it just made me get really high and want to file my taxes. <laughs> Without using TurboTax, you know, I was like, oh, I can do anything. I got pen and paper. Who cares? Apparently the IRS does, so things are great. Um, I'll leave you guys with this. Uh, I work in an office job, and it's a lot more drama than you would think, right? Like, uh, recently, I got reported to HR. That was fun. Uh, I got reported for saying the word guys in meetings, like, hey, guys. Apparently the word guys is uh, gendered and exclusionary. 
And so I'm doing my best now, trying to be more gender neutral and supportive of my colleagues in meetings. So lately I've been going into meetings and just saying, morning, assholes. <laughs> you know, like everyone has one. It's very gender neutral. Okay, I've been Denise. Thank you so much. Yay, Denise. All right, your next comedian just showed up. I saw him outside. Clap your hands together for a JD. Yay. Damn, do you have like camera set up? How did you see me? Oh damn. Okay. I'm glad they I'm glad they see me. I'm did not prepare for this. I'm so sorry. Uh it's all good. How are you guys doing? You guys having a good good night? Um I'm having a pretty good year. Yeah. I've been uh been cooking a little bit more. I've been uh using MSG also. So if you guys don't just want to stop Asian hate, you wanna spread some Asian love, start cooking with MSG. Shit is delicious. So good. Uh, it turns out MSG just stands for mmm. So good. Yeah, yeah. I feel like everybody's seen me do that bit like a hundred times. It's, so, it's such a, it's great for my throat. It's, it's, I got a very congested throat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fucking fire, right? It's delicious. Every single time I do that bit, like every, all the Asian people in the crowd, crowd are like nodding and all the white people are like, oh, can I laugh? But, uh, yeah, I mean, MSG was rumored to like cause cancer, right? And like, I don't know if you know this, but turmeric actually prevents cancer, right? Per but turmeric actually like tastes like cancer. It's so bad. But like, MSG like tastes like meat. So I just eat ass now. This is all very confusing, you know? Sprinkle a little bit of turmeric on it, you know? Pre game with some MSG, we're good to go. Yeah. Uh, I am Asian, which is, it is cool, but uh, I also realized that I don't really think Indian people need to be grateful for like roles in movies anymore in Western movies because like they pass this up on Lord of the Rings and I'm like still a little buttered about that right that's like that's like casting mice for Ratatouille like what the you had the next best thing right I don't know I don't know because like if you think about it the story is like a short hairy Indian man oh sorry short hairy man <laughs> traveling far and hiding precious gold from the government okay that's straight up my dad's life story okay this is straight plagiarism Somebody needs to get, like, come on. You guys wouldn't have watched, like, Harold and Kumar escape from Mordor? Come on, man. That would have been so nice. You just watched them, like, travel to Mount Doom, you know, and then struggle to leave Mount Doom because Sauron took their passports. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's way better, right? Lower the migrant workers. All right, moving on. Uh, I, uh, I'm i not gay. Uh, I know the earrings kind of threw you guys off a little bit. But uh, I think I have a gay uncle, like, he, he, I don't think he, he's not out of the closet yet, but like he spends a lot of time in the paint section at fucking Walmart. So there's a few signs there. I don't know. I, I don't know. Very, very fond of the paint. But uh, yeah, I think he's gay, but like I, I, he's not a very sexual person, right? So I was like, I was, I'm kind of confused. But then it hit me, not his dick. It just hit me. <laughs> it hit me like he's like a sprail, like conservative Indian man. So I, I would imagine he looks at gay sex a lot. Like, we look at, all us adults look at, like, ice cream trucks, right? Because, like, if it, like, chases you down and, like, all the kids say it's okay, then every now and then can't hurt, right? <laughs> Give it a second. I, I try to, I try, like, the bit's too fast. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm thinking about buying a gun, but you guys are doing a solid job of making me reconsider that. Cause, uh, are we a Second Amendment crowd? you guys like guns? No? For sure, for sure. Buying a gun is scary, though. Right? I understand why people go to Walmart. It makes it way less real. But uh, do you guys know you can 3D pr print guns now? That's pretty fire. That's pretty cool, right? I think these guns are like great because it's 
great for suicide specifically, like for preventing it, because like it would never happen, right? Because like you'd be like, I want to kill myself. Like I've planned to kill myself, but I can't find the last two screws, so I guess I'll just do it tomorrow. Yeah, guns are like IKEA furniture now. It's fine, but I also think this is like how we get like the first Asian school shooter, right? Basically, that's that's the whole reason we got 3D printed guns. I mean, I, I can't think of another reason, right? Like, oh my God, Alex Lee, where did you get that gun? Like, don't worry, I just made it. <laughs> <laughs> don't I, I brought all like oh fuck that up. <sighs> I'm smiling too much. Sorry, guys. You guys, you guys are, you guys are a good crowd. I appreciate it. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna leave on that. Thank you. Have a nice night. The mic's a little sweaty. I'm sorry. Your next comedian just walked in the room. He's super funny. Uh, here, I'll do one joke just in between. Um, why can't Californians have guns? Cause they're always triggered. Ah! Put your hands together for your next comedian, John Gallagher. Thank you. I, uh, are you guys familiar with Ann Fong at all? Do you know who that is? So if you go around the mission over a couple streets, there's a, a billboard for a Vietnamese attorney named Ann Fong. Yeah, something goes wrong, you call Ann Fong. I mean, it's excellent. They're all over my neighborhood, and the other day I was walking around and I like uh, I was laughing because one of the, I don't know how this happened, but somebody in a, in a neighborhood in Oakland uh, put up two Ann Fong billboards directly across the street from each other. <laughs> like, Ann Fong is looking directly into a mirror, having, like, an existential crisis, you know? Like, something's wrong. Call Ann Fong, you know? It's like, who do who does Ann Fong call? It's amazing. It's like that, you ever hear a, a Pagliacci? You ever hear that, that saying? You guys know what that is? That's a, yeah, that's the one about, uh, so it's the saying about the, the man, he's really depressed. He goes to the doctor, right? And the doctor's like, He's like, I'm, I'm depressed, doctor. I'm going to kill myself. What do I do? All he lists all the shit that's wrong in his life. And the doctor goes, we got to go see the great clown Pagliacci. He's hilarious. He's like, and then the guy cries. He goes, I'm Pagliacci, you know? It's like that billboard's like that, but with a Vietnamese attorney, you know? It just makes you, makes you really think. What does Ann Fong get up to? I uh, saw the Batman. I liked it. It was long. Three hours long. Batman, uh, they have to keep making him grittier, right? Like, eventually... Because they have to keep making him darker. That's what they do every time. Like, you walk in this theater, it's like, this is the darkest one you've ever seen. It's like, Bruce Wayne was fingered this time. You're like, oh, God, what? No. And that's, and that's not what happened. I had a couple comics who were like, thanks for spoiling it. Do you think, you think Batman was fingered to start this PG-13 franchise? I'm not spoiling this movie for you. Yeah, I know. Some people, some people thought that was real. Can you believe that? They thought that Bruce Wayne was molested. He's not in this movie. It's a joke. I was, okay. Anyway, the world keeps turning. Uh, but so anyway, fucking, uh, they have to make it, all the vil villains easier to, or evil too. Because like the Joker, Heath Ledger's was super evil. So they have the Riddler this time. And the Riddler is like just a man that asks annoying questions, you know? He's not that gritty. He's just an annoying person. He has the same power as like a five-year-old. You know what I mean? He's just like, figure this out. You're like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. Go to prison, you idiot. You're so annoying to me. And that's what he does. And then, like, uh, the thing I was laughing about is in this movie, uh, there's a scene. This doesn't, this doesn't ruin anything. Like, there's a scene where the Riddler's in a coffee shop, and the camera zooms into the coffee cup, and you see that the Riddler has drawn little foam art of a question mark, you know? Because you're like, oh, my God, this dude's so fucking evil. He learned how to make a question mark in foam? How fucking diabolical is this guy? I mean, we've seen psycho killers, but this guy, 
took a Starbucks barista job to kill everyone in Gotham? What a fucking psychotic motherfucker, dude. And you're sitting there, like, all the, I don't know, there's all the things about Starbucks workers, like, organizing. You're like, oh, that's why. That's the real issue, right? Nothing worse than a, a billionaire hating organized labor. That's why Bruce Wayne really doesn't like this guy. His coffee job. It's just a little thought I had. Uh, fucking, uh, I don't know. Something worth thinking about, dude. Does it blow your mind, man? What uh fucking I don't have too much other stuff to think about, man. I just got here in a little rush. Sorry. I uh I live in I live uh, by a lake and people are like, that's cool. And I'm like, it's in Oakland. And they're like, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's good. It's Lake Merritt, it's beautiful. But I was walking past it, and this man, like on the side of the lake, just goes, Hmm, looks like your skateboarding days are over. <laughs> I'm like, this this day was good and now it's bad. <laughs> anyway, guys, thank you. John Gallagher, everyone. We've got three comics left. They all just walked in the door. Clap your hands together for your next comedian, Kelly Evans. Hey, everybody. How's it going? What's going on? Put that on record. What's up? You guys uh, do drugs? Everybody have done them? Well, yeah, right? Fuck yeah. Ooh, yeah. Fucking drugs. Yeah. Don't do them. They're bad. I did heroin. Okay, let's start off strong, shall we? Just kidding. It was Oxycontin. It was not as bad. It was it was bad. It was probably pretty bad. You ever seen Scared Straight, the show Scared Straight, right? Where they like try to... Uh, uh, prevent delinquent teens from doing drugs. I could have used that, you know. It's like basically they take them to a prison uh, to be threatened by uh, grown felons and convicts with thinly veiled threats of butt fucking, you know. <laughs> like, you know, that's what they're talking about. But they're not saying it, but they're saying it. You're like, fucking grab my pocket. I'm like, all right, we know what's happening. Anyway, that's watching that show uh, as a kid. That's how I feel as an adult, like, when I see people doing drugs in the tenderloin. Because I'm like, maybe I'll do heroin again. And then I see some guy screaming into the abyss. Ah! I'm like, I'm good. I'm actually good. I think I'm good on heroin now. <laughs> this is the best scared straight program. Just moving to San Francisco has <laughs> done it for me. I was like, fuck, you've got to walk everywhere. So you're super up close to it. <laughs> like, in Houston, I had to drive. So it was like, I just didn't see it until, you know. I was doing it, and now I'm like, oh, okay, I see what happens. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, I'm, I'm from Texas. I'm from Houston, Texas, and uh, which means I have, uh, I have city family and I have country family. And my country family, I always shock. It surprises me, like, their point of view on things. Like, I told my uh, cousin that I got vaccinated, and her response was, you got vaccinated? Ain't you fancy? Well, yeah, okay. <laughs> That's a weird way to respond to that news, you know? She also thinks the fact that I um, uh, know all the dates in the months, you know, like 30, 31, she refers to that as book learning. <laughs> I was like, what? Okay, you're fucking dumb. Holy shit. Um, yeah, but it's not, it's serious. It's not as bad. Like, my uncle actually feels like the vaccine, like, is a threat. He is legitimately terrified about it. He's constantly trying to warn me. He was like, when I first got vaccinated, he's like, shouldn't have done that, boy. You shouldn't have done that. Yeah, I have it on good authority that uh, vaccine, they're trying to sterilize you, man. You fucking idiot. I'm like, what? Authority. You work at Home Depot. What the fuck? 
Is it Carl and Lumber? Is that who's cracking the case on mRNA right now? The fuck are you? You are an idiot. You know what his fucking source was? His authority was a website called uh, wakeupsheeple.com. Was his? <laughs> it was like it's Alex Jones approved. I'm like, why are we talking at all right now? And uh, te- okay, I lied a little bit. That actually, I made up that website. I did. That's not the actual name. It was a dumb enough website like that. Um, However, there is a wakeupsheeple.net, though. That is a real website. You should check it out. Uh, anyway, I don't have enough time to do the rest of that joke. So I'm just going to move on. Um, yeah, his, his argument against the vaccine was like, I am healthy. I don't need a vaccine, all right? I have God and exercise to keep me strong. I was like, you get winded going upstairs, and you eat 12 pounds of beef a day. So you are not healthy. What the fuck are you talking about? What are those that stand like I that's how we eat in Texas that I didn't realize that was not normal to eat that much meat or food in general until I was like 22. And I was like, wait, you guys don't have to lie in the fetal position after lunch every time you guys don't have to fucking just be blinded by pain every meal. That's really all right. That's fucking you guys do it the way you want to, I guess. Anyway. All right. That's my time. Thank you very much. Have a great night. Everyone, we've got two comics left. Don't get comedy pneumonia. Clap your hands together for Jason King. Yeah, give it up for Kelly Evans, everybody. Give it up for this room. Let's see. Kelly was talking about the vaccine, about people not wanting to take the vaccine. I don't write a joke about this, but I recently read an article about a man who took 90 vaccines. 90. Yeah, this guy needs to stop losing his card. Um, <laughs> if, 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 he, if he's like actually legitimately into it, I don't know why you do it now, like, because the vaccine is only like, like 37% effective. It's almost like he's in it for the side effects at this point, <laughs> you know? Like the police dragged him out. He's like, no, I want to be sterile. <laughs> right, let's see, what do I want to talk about? I, um, I was at a bar recently and I saw a sign at the bar that said, strictly no elephants. Yeah, which uh, perplexed me quite a lot uh, because the word strictly implies that there was a more lenient elephant policy at some point in time. <laughs> like at some point in the past, you'd walk in with an elephant and then the guy would be like, hey, I usually don't do this, but since this is a young adult pachyderm, I'll let it slide. <laughs> okay, cool. That's a weak joke. We'll try another one. Here we go. I... Uh, Apparently, there was an article that came out uh, that said that uh, driving high there's, uh, has, like, no negligible change in, in like, people's safety. Um, I just want to know how they conducted that test. <laughs> you know, like, they got a 1,000 people. They're like, here's some weed. Go drive. <laughs> like, could you imagine if that ended up bad? Right? Like, they finished, like, hey, uh, here's a report. Out of a 1,000 drivers... Deaths only amounted to 45,000. <laughs> All right, cool. That one's okay. I um, was watching Jerry Springer recently, um, and I watched this episode, you know, where this woman was yelling, like, yeah, it's his kid, it's his kid, whatever, you know, like, and then all of a sudden, like, the dude rolls out, and he's in a wheelchair, and I was like, he's probably not the father, <laughs> Right, and then they showed the kid on the screen. The kid was in a wheelchair, and I was like, "Definitely the father." <laughs> you know, 
Unless this lady's like messing with a bunch of dudes in wheelchairs. And then they like test the wheelchair guy, right? They're like, you're negative, right? He starts doing wheelies or whatever. <laughs> and then some guy, <laughs> some guy pulls up and those like next level like uh, crutches like, I told you, bitch. <laughs> okay, here we go. Um, I think one thing that's interesting is that if you say a word enough, it just ends up in the dictionary. So I was reading the Oxford Dictionary today because I was like on a work call and it was very boring. And uh, I saw uh, the word amazeballs. Yeah, it even had etymology on it. It was like amazeballs, 21st century word derived from the word amazing and balls. (laughs) (laughs) Apparently they, they entered amazeballs into the dictionary in 2014 along with mansplaining, catfishing, and titties. Yeah. Yeah, that was my thing. I think I would think it was a bit delayed. D- titties is a bit delayed. I'm just excited for the 2022 words, you know? Because then you're going to see bureaucracy, burglary, and bussin'. I don't know if you know what bussin' is, but the etymology is bussin'. Hey, how's it going, Newman? It's going to be bussin', a 21st century word often used to describe food that makes you want to bust your load. (laughs) All right. Fine. All right, that's good enough. I'm peacing out. Have a good day. Jason King! I've never heard the term bustin'. I mean bustin', like bustin' a nut, but bussin', like bustin' a nut. I see. Okay. Etymology. Good stuff. Your last comedian of the night. Put your hands together for Newman Shake. Yeah, let's go, guys. Um, anybody here microdose? Yeah, I, li- I like, I know, I, it depends on what I'm microdosing. Like, I love microdosing shrooms, acid, all that good stuff. But I've been microdosing sleep recently, and it's been a lot harder, you know? Microdose sleep today, and now I'm fucking here, so that's, that's cool. Um, I don't know. I, I'm very poor right now. Like, I'm at a point in my life where my answer to the question, do you want fries with that? has the potential to like ruin my credit score yeah um i don't know man i feel like you can tell how bad the economy is based on the age gap between a woman and her boyfriend i feel like that takes a while for people to get i don't know maybe is it a good joke or is it just i don't know um i feel like women should use the period excuse more often you know because like if me and you had periods we would use that like all the time like, Will Smith came out after the Oscars and said, you know what, I just had period cramps. He'd be a hero. I don't have a lot of Indian friends because I like to feel special about myself. Fuck you, Ajayna. <laughs> Not my friend. Um, but me and my token Indian friend, we were talking recently, and he was like, Newman, I want to get in touch with Indian culture and stuff. And I was like, yeah, man, you should go for it. And the next time I met him, he had an Indian accent didn't have before that was a very new thing and i don't know man it's weird i feel like having an indian accent to be part of indian culture is like playing mario kart to be part of italian culture like that's not not how that works and um i don't know it was it kind of bugged me that he was talking like that so i asked him why he was doing that and he said he was starting a yoga class and he wanted to seem authentic to white people and honestly, that's just great marketing right there. Like, if Ajay wasn't here right now, I would be doing an Indian accent right now. I I don't know. Maybe it's just me, but as an Indian person, 
Kumar from like the Harold and Kumar movies means a lot more to me than Kamala Harris. Like, like fuck the White House. I want to go to White Castle. Yeah. Um, I don't know what else do I want to talk about. I feel like astrology is getting out of hand right now. You know what I mean? Like my friend, she got a DUI recently, and her excuse was, "I'm just an Aries." I was pretty sure an alcoholic. I don't know what sign that is, but it can't can't be good. I don't know. I feel like we're getting to a point where like astrology is going to be used like a legal defense. Like there are going to be people in court. Like you know what? My client killed eight people, but Mercury's in retrograde. He's a fire sign. That's just what happens, you know. I feel like Amelia Earhart is the worst feminist. You know what I mean? Like, she said she was going to fly over the Atlantic, and then she just didn't. You know how much ammo that gives me as a guy? Like, every time my girlfriend gets too ambitious. I'm just kidding. I don't have a girlfriend, so. I don't know what else. Um, I was, um, I was watching that show Intervention recently, and there was, a po- there was a part in that show where this woman was like, and addiction is technically de- technically defined as when you do something so much you can't function normally anymore. It's like, wow, that is a stupid definition. Because babies are sober all the time. They can't function normally. I think an addiction should be described as when you do something so much it becomes the most interesting thing about you. Like, if you're at parties and you're being introduced, like, hey, this is my friend, the ketamine guy, then, yeah, you need help. All right, goodbye, guys. Newman Shake! All right, everybody, we did it. That's so great. And it's early enough that I still get to get another set and it's late. So thank you all. Thank you to our two real audience people that have souls. These two guys are not comedians. They're just people. Thank you for being here all night. Uh, and to all the comedians who hung out and, and performed. And Lauren, you're always so amazingly supportive. Thanks, guys. Uh, we'll be back on Monday for Joke Workshop and tomorrow at 2 o'clock for Titans of Comedy at Atlas around the corner on 20th Street. Uh, bye, yay! It's the bottom the horses wonder who you are. Listening to the Gates of Delirium. This is episode number 25. We're listening to Dick and Dance. We're listening to Dick and Dance, a neo gothic musical enterprise started in the 80s, blending all sorts of disparate musical elements. Into a lush tapestry. There it is. I get to say that again. A lush tapestry of sound. 
again, we'd like to thank Alfred's World of Trousers. Alfred has never trousered a man without trousering his soul. Alfred brings truth with every pair of trousers he sells. Alfred Roots will set you on the straight and narrow and answer your deepest existential questions. Rely on Alfred for the best in trousers and the meaning of life.